Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guests. I have to tell you, I was uh, I was driving the other day, and I always flip around the radio stations. And I like, you know, like I, I, I one thing I like about being my age is, is when I hear the song Freebird, I know that if I go to a party or if I go to a dive bar and there's like a rock and roll cover band in playing and a guy sings, hey, what song is it all you want to hear? I know they're talking about Freebird. You know, younger people don't know that. They're like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. And, and what I noticed, though, is I listen to different music. I've been in the mood for Chicago lately, which is weird. I just, I don't know why. I wanted to drink pumpkin ale and listen to Chicago the other day, which I didn't do, but I should have, but I didn't. But the one group I really can't stand, and I don't know why, and I, I someone got really mad at me because I told him <coughs> this. I had someone get mad because they said, uh, I posted this on Facebook, and I just said, I don't get it with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't, I don't get the whole thing, honestly. I mean, they have a few good songs, but I don't know what the fascination is. People just go crazy about it. So don't yell at me, but I just, I, I don't, I don't get the whole thing. I don't, I don't even know how they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think they are before the cars. But anyway, enough about that. I mean, my disdain for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, my guest has been in the real, he's been on the show a lot and we always come and we just talk and it's, I got his, he's from the beginning. He was one of my first guests and it's Darren Carter. How you doing, Darren? Hey man, how are you? Do you, now, do you like the Weird Al Yankovic version of, uh, Red, of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? The, uh, yabba dabba do now, a dabba do now, yes. yabba dabba do now. I like, I, <laughs> yeah. I really like Weird Al Yankovic. Me I too. I think he's great. I saw him in concert years ago. It was a street scene in San Diego Yeah. and it was, they have all these bands playing. I lived in the downtown and I just happened to think, you know, what is, and he sang a Amish Paradise and he had, oh, he had the like the whole, the whole swag, like the Amish swag. He's amazing. Yeah. Party like it's 1899. By the way, I'm going to be at the comedy store in La Jolla this weekend. All right. See, that's mm-hmm. good. And, and now, now, uh, how many shows? Two, two shows a night. So I'm going to be there for four total shows. Now, total are, four are, shows. are you going to stay down there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. La Jolla. Yeah. Now, do they put you up nice? Yep. You're right on the water? Right there in Pacific Beach. Now, now who yeah. you working with? I'm working with uh, a comic from uh, the comedy store in L.A., Doc Willis. Don't know him. Doc Willis. Is he funny? I don't know, but yes. <laughs> she brought me with you. She brought me. She said, I, I want Steve Cooper to feature. They basically set you up with whoever works at the comedy store I'm all joking, the time. And I know. So, so okay, so uh, Halloween just passed. Were you in town? Yeah, man. Okay, I got to <clears throat> ask you this. And yeah. uh, I live, we both live in Burbank. Mm-hmm. I live down... Burbank almost into Glendale, okay, before, because in Alameda, it's funny, people, if you don't know Burbank, and I live off Glen Oaks, when you hit <coughs> when you hit Alameda and you're in Glendale, all the street signs turn white. Yeah. That's how you can tell. And I drove, and I drove up to my friend's house, just up the street, and we made pizza in his backyard. And oh, I saw, cool. But I saw no trick-or-treaters. Then I drove back, because Joanne's like, we need foil to wrap the pizza. So I drove back. I saw no trick-or-treaters. Now, I don't know if it's an Armenian thing, or the culture doesn't trick-or-treat, because your wife's Armenian, yeah. but, but you also live on and not towards Glendale. Now, did you have a lot of trick-or-treaters? Uh, you know what we do is we actually go to Glendale to trick-or-treat. We yeah. actually go, like, <laughs> it's true. We we go, Um, it d- depends on the part of Glendale. Like, it's, uh, we go, like, my brother-in-law lives in, like, a really nice part, like, in the hills there. And okay. So it's, like, real people, re- you know, really get into it. They have, oh, my God, these houses look like, like, perfect Halloween houses. I mean, like, the, you know, you're, you're going up, like, several crooked stairs looks like old castles i mean also it's decorated like that but it's like really like wow like this is like you know and um i will say though yeah there were some armenians that were answering the door but it was a lot of other cultures or whatever also but like we used to um by the way there's a joke i do because you know like there's a you gotta be watch you gotta watch out for razor blades in the uh in your candy but in glendale they like it they're like oh well i get candy and i can shave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um we uh you know what we usually do is we go to Toluca Lake, which you know? I heard is like yeah. the killer. It's killer. Yeah, they call those the big candy bar houses, you know. But then it gets too crowded, and and then it becomes like not fun because they're shuttling people in, and it's like. But what's great about that that area of town is, you know, a lot of the people are there in the they're in show business, they're in the industry, so like they go all out, man. They put on like shows and and stuff like you you have some kid that comes out in the front yard. The next show is going to be appearing at seven forty five, and he comes out and like they'll have some fake guy with a chainsaw and like put on a whole play see that's cool you know? I, I was i was just pissed because there was no 
Yeah. Trick or treaters at all. I was like, yeah. I was like, wait a second. You know, and, and I'm mean, like, uh, you got to go to where the houses are. I, I mean, think, I'm not going to yeah. trick or treat. If I walk yeah. around the costume, it's sort of creepy. I mean, <laughs> I, hey, what are you? I'm a pedophile. Okay. Yeah. You know, so now, now, did you dress up or just your son dressed up? Uh, my, my son dressed up, but my wife and I, uh, he was Superman and he had the whole cape and the fake plastic black hair. And so my wife got uh, me a Superman t shirt and she got uh, a t shirt for herself and they had capes hanging off the back. And it was cool. Was it fun? Yeah, it was fun. No, no, no. Did you just, did you take that weekend? Because you perform almost all the time. And yeah, did, did I you... took that night off. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to, because I don't like to perform on Halloween. Have you ever performed on Halloween? Years ago. I don't like Halloween. And you know, I never like New Year's Eve. Yeah. Because... New Year's is only good for the money, really. Right. It's like, it's the loneliest time of year. And it's people like are just drunk and they're yelling yes. shit. But like, why don't, why don't you like, why don't you like uh, Halloween? Halloween, it's just because everyone's in costumes and they're like, hey, we're crazy and we're, we're wacky. And it's kind of, they're. You know, Steve Martin says a great thing in his book about distraction is the enemy of comedy, and that's a distraction. If you got people dressed up in, you know, like butterflies or a fake, you know, one time I did a show in Seattle and this guy had like a, you know, wheelchair and he had like a sexy nurse to the right and a sexy nurse to the and never any and during the show they were pretending to feed him pudding and it was just like <laughs> gosh man like it's just so annoying like years ago years ago know. it was outside Philadelphia and it was a place called the Westchester Inn and a guy named Paul Solari booked it mm. and this guy Paul Solari was a guy who'd be like okay uh, yeah yeah you, can you come in and close well yeah you got to pay me this oh I, I can pay you seventy five well no I get paid more to feature well mm. then you're not gonna close I'll get mm. this guy but he did a show. And it was called the Westchester Inn. Yeah. And I was closing it. It was a Thursday night, Halloween night. And it was me and this guy named George Corcus. And it was an hour show. George would do 20 and I do 40. Mm. But the show had to go an hour. Eight people in costumes, drunk. He oh, gets man. up. Two minutes into his set, they heckle him. He bails. I did do 58 minutes. And I, I, I was stretching to him 40. Oh, wow. I probably only put it was that's what happened, my worst Halloween experience performing. It's terrible, man. So we always put up with you. You've been traveling yeah. a lot. So we're, I know you you travel a lot. I know you know last time I, I know, yeah I did I, Vegas. I did Vegas for a week. It was great. I was at the Tropicana did the Laugh Factory. I did um I got I got a story for you. I was in Tulsa, and I did a big theater with Bruce Bruce. I don't know if you knew who that is big, large black man. He was on an episode <clears throat> of the Mark Marin show. Yeah, he's great, man. Yeah, big house. He has a big old house in the hills. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. It's funny. It was one of those days where it's like I had like literally like 90 minutes to get ready. Like by you know by the time my plane landed at Tulsa, you know they'll I can get to the hotel, go up, iron, get ready, take a shower, get so 90 minutes is it's not long, but it's good enough to where you're like okay, I'm good, man. You know, and 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 uh, as you know, we both like to drink coffee, so I'm like especially after a long flight, you're like oh let me get some coffee. So I walk off the plane, I go to Starbucks in Tulsa at the airport, and it's five o'clock on Saturday, and they have a sign. Sorry, we're closed, and they're like sweeping, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Like five, Wait, five, five o'clock at night. Five o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. So I was like, "Whatever." So I, I I go to the I go downstairs to get my ride, and um, the guy driving the limo's like, he's like, "Well, I mean, the closest Starbucks I know is like twenty miles away, but I mean, and there's nothing downtown." I'm like, oh man, okay, that's all right, or whatever. So, check into the hotel. I get in, you know, I go to the front desk. I'm like, hey, do you guys have coffee? And the guy goes, yeah, you want to go right there, right to the lobby. And there's a there's a coffee place right there in the hotel. The shuttle guy didn't even know, or whatever. The limo guy didn't know. So, I'm like, all right. So here's a lesson, by the way. If you guys drink, I drink, I like two shots of espresso over ice. Well, they had crushed ice, and they had they give me the biggest cup they can find, right? And they fill it full of crushed ice, and can you imagine what happens with two shots of espresso? It just dissipates and barely makes it down to the bottom of the the cup. And I'm like, hey, this my, I have a bunch of brown ice in here. How am I supposed to drink this? It, yeah, I mean, that'd be, yeah. like, that'd be like going out and getting a shot of tequila, or like say, I <laughs> yeah. like I like whiskey. So yeah. yeah, you know, I'll take a whiskey and a rocks. When I want to get whiskey and a rocks, yeah. I, I expect them to put it in, in a, yeah, a little, little glass, glass. Yeah. and then they put the whiskey in, and I always give, I tell the bartender, to give me a. That's just a psh of club soda. Just yeah, psh. yeah. But that'd be like sitting there going, okay, we're okay. gonna give we're gonna give you a pint glass and yeah. we're gonna fill it with with ice to the top. A giant Seven Eleven Big yeah, Gulp glass and or something. put a shot in, and you'd be like, yeah. So what happened? Did, were you, did you tell them not to make it that way? No, I didn't know because they they handed it to me and I'm like, you know, so tired. I started and I'm like trying to like drink it. I'm like, this is like, so I was like, oh, you know what? This is just can I have another one? Uh, we'll have to charge you. And I'm like. All right, whatever. Just so, so now I'm spending eight bucks already, four dollars, whatever. It was really hotel prices. I'm like, all right. So now I have like you know less time to get ready. Like, damn it, this coffee. Oh. So I have like an hour, you know, let's say hour ten to get ready. <clears throat> I get on the elevator, 
And there was a some sort of convention where there's a lot of, I don't know what it was, but a lot of giggly women who were like running around, like laughing and giggling and had champagne. And they knew the party starter was in town. Maybe. I don't know. They were holding their shoes and like, oh, it's a convention. So I get on the elevator. I'm on the 23rd floor. <clears throat> this elevator must have stopped on like every other floor. And it's like, stop, go, stop, go. People opening up. Oh, there's no room in there. We'll wait for the next one. And I'm like looking at my watch like, now I have like an hour and like one minute to get ready. Now, how far, how far was the club? Well, it was a theater and it was oh. uh, the Brady Theater. And I, I I don't know, but I know that I had It was to, a ride though. Once yeah, it, I, it wasn't like walking down into the lobby and right. go to the comedy club. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I knew I had to be in the lobby at 730 because that's when the, you know, the vehicle was going to take us. So it's like, so now it's like 640 or whatever. And I'm like, damn it. Or whatever, you know. So I, I get this. I finally get up to the top floor. I'm like, all right, finally, my room. I got, you know, I got a good hour to get ready. This is still a little bit of time, but I can relax a little bit, you know, after a cross-country flight. I open my door, and there's this black guy in there with no shirt on, ironing in my hotel room. And he's like, <laughs> and I'm like looking at him. He's looking at me, and he looks at me, and he goes, uh, well, this could be scary. <laughs> And I was like, wow, like I, I go, I'm in room 2301. This is my key. And he goes, yeah, I've been in here for two days. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I'll go down to the front desk. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> get on the elevator. Same thing. Stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. Finally get there. There's a line. I'm like, so now I got to get in line again. So I'm kind of waving the guy, showing my key. And he goes, like, excuse me. I go, yeah, you give me this key. And there's somebody in my room. And he goes, what? He looks at the computer. He goes, oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. Uh. He goes, here, go to the, here's another room. Sorry, it won't happen again. Uh, you're on room, uh, now I'm on the 12th floor, get on the elevator, same thing, I'm in a hurry, I'm like, ah, you know, I got my two suitcases, my backpack, I'm like, ah, right, finally I get off, I go to the, I open that door, and there's nobody in there, but there's a bunch of clothes and belongings and purses, and I hear a radio on, I'm like, are you effing kidding what, me? What, was it a hotel chain, what was it? Yes, it was a, I want to say it was like the Double Tree okay, or something Okay, so, like so that. It's, it's someone that should know better than this. Yes, it was huge, it was a nice convention, like downtown. So I go down. Now I'm like starting to get really like irritated, but I don't and, yell at and, people. But and stuff, but you're, I, you're a nice guy. I can't see. I'd be, I I'd be like, give me my goddamn room. What? I would be on yeah. the phone. I would, I would be tweeting because whenever you tweet, they yeah. respond. Like I've done that flying. I'm like, the person at the skate was an asshole. And they go, we're so sorry. We'll take care of it. That's <laughs> great. So I go down. I go, look, man. I go, it's happened twice now. I go, what the <laughs> hell? I'm running out of time. I got to get ready. Can you give me a room that nobody's in there? And he goes, I'm so sorry. Um, you know what, uh, let's go with this uh, the third floor. And I'm like, now what's going to guarantee that there's not going to be any, because I can guarantee it. I go, well, how do I know I'm not going to go in there, and then an hour later someone's going to come in my room. <laughs> and he's like, it won't happen. So long story short, I get a key. Nobody came in my room. It was fine. And I had about 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes to get ready. See, that's just, and you, first of all, see, now here's here's a difference. Though. If you had had the time, let, let's say you had yeah. like three hours, yeah, then you would have, you Yes. You would have tried to get upgraded to a real nice suite. Yes. Because you can't do that when you're in a rush. Because you think about it after, you're like, man, if I had a little more time, I, know. I, I would know. do that. But that's the scariest thing. Because I happened to be in Vegas one time, and I, I went in, and I'm sitting there, and I go in the room, and the same thing. I'm like, it's like it's like the three, a Goldilocks. It's like, <clears> this yeah. this bed looks like it's been sleeping. Like, it's rough. And I'm like, wait a second. It shouldn't turn down. If it's turned down the bed, they have a they have a mint. Not mm -hmm. like if it's turned down, it's just like the pillow's messed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but how did the show go? The show was great. And how many shows so it was, was great. it? Uh, it was just one big ass show. That's funny. You turn down like that. There's an expression on. They say turn up. So you want let's turn this party up. Turn up. Yeah. It's so, like I want my bed turned down. Now what was it like in Vegas? Because you you probably had your head on the billboard. Did you? Have yeah, it was awesome. Now what's that like? Like when you walk by, do you like? I mean, anything for us because we're we're all comics and we you know and we're all mm -hmm. performers and we we like the attention. We're not going to lie and say we don't. But it must be hard like to sit there <clears> when <throat> you see your head because I've seen pictures like I think you the picture. Whenever I see someone. You know, uh, you, what you played at the which one, the, the Laugh Factory? Or, yeah, Tropicana Laugh Factory. Okay, because yeah. I know I believe Jay Black was just there uh, a week ago, and, and my friend Brian showed me a sign, and he was on the sign. And I would think, like mm. for us, you know, when you walk by and you see your picture, I mean, there has to be a little inkling that yeah. you want you want to stand like under it and your just name go, and light. I just want to stand it so people go, "Hey, is that you? <laughs> is that you or not? Did you ever do that? Um, I did not do it there, but I have done that before. Like with the first time I was on a billboard, I definitely did that. And yeah. just stood under like. Anyone recognize you when you're yes, walking all, around? Yes, all over because in the hotel, like that same billboard, it's it's on all over the like signs and stuff by the elevator and like so the all, especially the dealers because the dealers are staring at this thing for eight hours. So when you walk by, they're like, hey, and, you know. So, 
<clears throat> all that stuff is like exciting when it's new. I think after a while, it just kind of becomes routine because, you know, like, you know what I mean? It'd be it'd be different if it's because also you can just go away from that casino right. and be and and disappear into pretty much obscurity again. Now, now, do you, do you like the Vegas crowds? I mean, because I've, I've heard there's sometimes they're good, but you never know what to expect. Like every crowd can be different. You might get like oh, some I, blue I, hairs, or you might get. I, I do, but I was gonna tell you something back on that topic. I remember asking Damon Wayans that once, like, like 20 years ago. He's like, "Any questions?" And I go, "Hey, do you ever go to your own movies and stand in the lobby and get recognized?" And he goes, "Man, I would kick my own ass." <laughs> If I did that, <laughs> well, I would. I would think it would just suck because if my whole thing is be if you went to your own movie and yeah. you thought it was funny and nobody was laughing, and then they're starting to piss at you and they're looking at you like, and you're what like, are you doing here? Can you get up and do some stand up because the movie sucks. No, I'm not. I paid. I paid twenty bucks. I want to laugh and all. And then they, yeah. I would see you have to go up and do stand up. Yeah, cut the movie. Hey guys, go up and do stand up at every theater that your movie's playing in. See, that would be good. No, no. Have you been? I know you. Last time I talked to you, you were taking acting classes. You're still taking acting classes? No, no. no I mean, no. I would like to, but like, no. You know what I'm into now? I started. I joined a boxing gym. I'm taking boxing lessons. You know what's funny? There was a boxing gym in Burbank that closed, and it was they had a uh, a Rocky statue. Oh, really? Such, yeah, it was called Geo's. It was right on San Fernando, and it closed. I guess. So now, how did you decide to get in the boxing? And being a performer, mm-hmm. I know you do stand up, but you still, you know, you're the rooster, and you got the, you know, you can't, you can't be like a bruised rooster. No, no, no. Do, no. Does your, do your agents and managers, do they know about it, or is it something you're sneaking under? Uh, I'm sort of like, well, I'm number one, I'm not trying to fight anyone. I'm not like, I've got a big fight coming up. No, I, I, I took a, um, that's the thing too. It's I, I realize this. It's like uh, my demographic. I'm, I, a lot of boxers know me. Like it's weird. Like. They're like, they don't, some of them know my name and some of them don't. Some are just like, you're a comedian. Like last, yesterday I was there and this, I, there was this guy, he was a pro and he was on one of the speed bags, but it wasn't, it was like a shorter speed bag. And I could tell he probably didn't want to use that one. And I was using the, the main one and, um, you know, da, 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 and so I stopped because I'm not that good at it anyways. And I'm like, Hey, did you want to use this one? And he goes, Hey, aren't you a comedian? He goes, man, I, I, I remember you. And, and he's like, can we get a photo? And I was and I was looking at him and it was like, man, that guy had like the the bent nose, you know, his ear was like the cauliflowered right. ear. And I was just like, that just is like a reality of like, wow, I don't want to take this that far. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, that's like anything. But I just want to get abs. <laughs> yeah, like, like, do, but do you want to do you get in the ring and spar or you just I did it you... once? I did it like the second week I was there and 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 you know, and it was that was like I don't know if you've ever sparred, but it's crazy. It's like like uh, you're you're so you know, it's like. Gotta be like sprinting up a hill carrying something, cause it's just like, and you got to keep going for three minutes. Now, can you? Do you think you can take a punch? I don't know. I mean, those, that guy was punching me a little bit, but you know, he was—he probably wasn't punching me that much. Looking back, it's like he was way better than me, and he was just kind of like they just wanted me to get the feel of what it's like. So you do. I was basically beating myself. You know how they say like, you know, like like Customato, Mike Tyson's coach. He said this something to the effect of. The saddest thing is not when a fighter loses to an opponent, but when they lose to themselves. And um, Rocky's uh, trainer said, Rock, you can get the chicken. Get the chicken, Rock. You can catch the chicken. (laughs) And Rocky caught the chicken. That's right. And then thinks, Rock, you can do it. I I love I love that money. Yeah, like, Rock, it. you can sit there. You gotta get there, Rocky. And then he dies, and then you yeah. see Rocky sees his ghost, and it's just like a cardigan and a hat floating around. He's, hey, hey, get in the ring, get in the ring. Now, now, do you like the Rocky movies? I do. Now, will you go see Creed when it comes out? Yeah, I gotta watch these movies again because I I watched them before, um, and now I watched them as just a person, you know. And now now I like. You know that I'm a fighter for two months. <laughs> Stupid. No, no, but I'd like to see. You know, it is funny though. I did watch Rocky Three was on like uh, the other day recently. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, they're not doing any of the techniques I'm learning. <laughs> like, like, well, I'm learning that you're supposed to like protect your face, hold your fists up by your cheeks. You know, like, you know, you punch, snap back, and bring it right back. You know, just don't, don't punch and then bring it like crazy. Like you're supposed to like a direct line, like punch back, punch back, you know, and twist your body. And of course it's a, it's a movie. So they, they're holding their hands down here so you can see their faces. And, hey, all right, you know? Well, a little known fact, cause Rocky's only like five, eight. Yeah. And Carl Weathers was a very big guy. And when they shot the scenes, it was on a uh, slanted ring. So they looked, oh. the, they looked the same height. Interesting. Yeah. And that, <laughs> I was watching Rocky three and I was like the Hulk Hogan part. I mean, we, I when it came movie. out, that was one of my it. favorites. Right, it was, it was like, so looking back, it was like, Sort of cheesy, like Hulk, like oh, or 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 then they had Rocky Four and with uh 
Drago, Drago. I am not, I am not sad he died or whatever. Yeah. And I just sit there and, and I, I love them because the funny <clears> thing about the first Rocky movie was, you know, growing up near Philadelphia, all, you know, when he runs up the art museum, and I think in Rocky 2, he runs up the art museum with the kids. Yeah. That's a bunch of crap because, you know what? I used to go to the art museum and you know what? You know, little kids going to make it up those steps. Oh, wow. I mean, it, it, they're steep. That's like, I heard oh. there's a Santa Monica steps, but these yeah. steps and Rocky, uh, Rocky kept getting cramps in the first one mm-hmm. and he finally made it. So you're telling me Rocky's getting these cramps, <laughs> but in the second one, the kids can just sit there and, hey, we can just, we can just go all the way up without a doubt. It's, it's bullshit. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Hey, that song was in the first Rocky, right? The... Yeah. Did they use it in other Rockies? I forget. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was classic. Everyone from Philadelphia, we knew that. We love that song. And that's one of those songs that there's certain songs like I know you like. You're a big music guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's certain songs like when you hear that, it gets you excited. It get, it will motivate you. It's like if you're in a bad mood and you hear uh, "Chasing Down a uh, Running Down a Dream" by Tom Petty. Oh yeah, yeah. You automatically down the dream. Yeah, you automatically get in a good mood. Yeah, you you get in a good mood. Yeah, good mood, good mood. So, have you run into Snoop lately? Wow, wow. Oh no, I'm just up here running up these stairs. Have you seen him at all? No. You know, because you know you gotta get back in with him. Yeah. Oh, I did a thing of the night because uh, I don't really do that that impression anymore. But I go, you guys, you guys want to hear an impression? And then I do the Snoop Dog, and of course, yeah, yeah, what's cracking a wee? It's the Tico big Snoop Dog. And they clap, and I go, yeah, that's a little Kanye West for you. <laughs> and they, did they laugh? Yeah, yeah, because it's like, you know. Now, now, last time I talked to you, because when I when you first came on the show, you were really into the party starter and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. but oh, by the way, can I plug my albums? Yeah, plug whatever you want. Oh, thank you. Uh, um, if you guys are on iTunes or Amazon, the first one is called Shady Side. The second one is called That Ginger's Crazy. And then the newest one is called Stay at Home Stripper. Well, you know what's funny? The newest one is, I think, I believe, last time you were in the show, you were just getting ready to record that. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've been on here since I've, the album's now, been released. Now, now where did you record it at? Uh, that one was at the Ice House in okay. Pasadena. Which yeah. is a great room. Yeah. Now, now, when you record the album, was you, were you there for four shows? or how, how do you? How did, that how one did... I did two shows, and um, I we took the best parts of the early show and the late show. And on that one, the, the early show was better because they were a little bit older, and so like they were... Like you could actually do material, but the second show had great, great, great moments because they were younger and drunker, and they were more like wow, woo. But then there's also a group of people, maybe five of them, that when they laughed, they did this thing where they'd go oh, oh, and I don't like that. Those right. groans. What comedian does, right? So I was like, yeah, let's let's bring those guys down. <laughs> like, but I like the other parts where they would really, you know, go wild with the um. Now, now, when they when you said because you, you mix it from both shows. Mm-hmm. Now, for you as the performer, when you listen, when you go back and listen to it, because I'm sure you're involved in the process. Yeah. Does it throw you off a little bit just for the fact that because like anything, especially if you're recording a show, you're gonna remember those sets. Yeah. And so, does it ever sit there? And does it throw you off when you go, wait a second, wait a second, boom, 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 wait, that's from another show, or or does it sit there? Do you do you just get into it? I mean, does it throw you off when it's mixed together because? You know the rhythm, the set, and it's very hard to mix them because you no, get it, this, a certain rhythm. This one was easier because I helped mix the second one, and this, this, the third album was easier because I was like, oh, um, let's do the the bit about my son having ADD. Well, th- that'll be its own like uh, track, and then the next thing will be its own track from the site. So it wasn't like I was mixing like a line here, a word okay. there. Th- that's way too hard. I mean, that's it can be done, but... But that's just. But not, no one even pays attention. You might as well just do the material and get it out there. You know, like now I'm doing some great stuff about about where I'm at now in my life. You know, being married and my son, and it's really, really, really funny stuff. It's like, you know, like I tell the crowd, they say, "Well, number one, I said, do you, do you think marriage is like a? What do you think it's like? Let's, let's see what you could say. Do you think it's like a merry a merry-go-round? Because I've been married for 18 years. Do you think marriage is like a merry-go-round or a Ferris wheel or a roller coaster? What would you say? I would say I would say it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. So the audience usually goes roller coaster, and I go and I nod my head yes, and I go nope, haunted house. So it's okay. like that's the punchline. And then I <clears throat> I go you never know what's coming around the corner. Then I go that's right, Darren. My family's coming to stay with us. <laughs> I just gave my mother your email. And then I go to the back wall. Who keeps lowering the air conditioner? <sighs> You know? Now, now, how does how does your uh, wife's family react when you say her 
you know her oh, it's voice all real stuff so. in, in in a in a <laughs> in a monster sound like oh my god i mean do they sit there and do they get irritated or are they are they like yeah hey, that's what he does that's you know what's funny i've really been playing up the whole her as a monster so it's like we'll see <laughs> <laughs> what does she think what well, she, she says such great things that are that i make her you know i mean she, she says them in real life but it's like but i also set it up to where like I, that's my portrayal when she's saying those things. But it's also about little stuff, like air conditioning. It's just it's a little stuff because it's only the air conditioner. But it's really a big part of our relationship. Like we really do. Like I'm always hot. She's always cold. So it's real life. It's like, and then even the thing about her mom. I go, her mom's worse when it comes to that. Like I go, what is it about older people? They love to keep the thermostat their age. Right. You know, and I have her come out like, who keeps, her mom loves it. When I go, I have her coming out of the back bedroom, who keeps setting it below 90? You know? See, and it's funny because, yeah. you know, it's just because you hit on the difference because this happened the other day with me. Uh, yeah. Joanne was doing the laundry and she comes up mm-hmm. and there was sweat socks. And you see, I wear these lightly socks and I, I have a ton of them. But she saw one pair and she goes, oh, well, it looks like it's the end of the time for this sock here. Throw it away because there's a little like a pinhole. Yeah. Well, for me, and you know how it is, we'll wear yeah. that shit. It's like with underwear, you know, yeah. you'll wear it to like yeah. the band is so loose when you walk up the steps they are falling off. Yeah. And so she said, she goes, you should throw this away. So I said, okay. And just being, because we're guys, she gave it to me and I had mm-hmm. cargo shorts and I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you slip it in your pocket and she <laughs> caught me oh. <laughs> and she goes, what are you doing? And I go. I'm, this sock's fine. She goes, give me it. I go, no. She goes, give me it. I said, no. And she goes, I'm going to throw it away. I go, well, if you throw it away, I'll just take it out of the trash. So she got up <laughs> and she got scissors <coughs> and she, wow. she cut it in half. Damn. And I was like, what the? And she's like, you have lots of socks. You can't walk around. I go, lots it's a little socks. hole. It's a little. And she goes, yeah, so what? And it says, maybe that's a hoarder. Maybe us guys yeah. were like hoarders with stuff like that. Yeah, because it's like that sock, you know, you're like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, unless there's something, unless the whole bottom is blown out. Or unless there's like, like, no, it's like, and there's no, like, the, the, the big toe is missing. And even then, we'll pull it under and try to put it on a pair of shoes on. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, no, but no, it's funny. I remember with the underwear, I wrote a joke about that, too. I forgot how it went, but it was something like, like, because uh, it was one of those days that dawned on me. I'm like, hey, they're my, they're my package is getting bigger. Well, these underwears are starting to like, you know, like, you know, yeah, it's like, wait, they just, I've had them for years. They're starting to, they're, they're a kid's large. Wait yeah, a second. Yeah. What's I'm, going I'm, on I'm here? Well, they're, yeah. they're, they're underwears. This, they can't contain the anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, and then my wife goes, I think it's what she said. Was it something she said? Cause she's something like, I think it's just the, the anacondas. Somebody, it's, it's eggs or something. See, at least they don't call it the inchworm. You know, yeah. The inchworm. Oh yeah. Now, 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 how'd you get the title for the album? That one was just a, I like it because I kept hearing this phrase, I'm a stay-at-home dad or I'm a stay-at-home mom. And I was up on stage and I followed a comic and uh, and I go, yeah, I'm a stay-at-home stripper. And they laughed. And I was just like, that's a whole funny concept to me. Like a guy that's like, you know, using the, the mailbox like a stripper pole and, you know, just out there and just, you know, just a, it's just a silly title, which I actually... My next album, I'm gonna make sure the title is because it's a whole bit that I did, but it's like my album is clean. I don't really curse, but it sounds like it's dirtier than it is. Stripper. Like right. when I was in Florida, they wouldn't even let me hold up the album because they had the word stripper on it. I'm like, are you kidding? No way. Me? Are you serious? Yes. Yes. At a club? Yeah. No, on TV. Oh, because and both. I've been to Florida. It's yeah. like I, I remember <clears throat> performing in Clearwater, and yeah. years ago when you drive down the main strip of Clearwater, well, you see a strip club. Yeah, so. it's it's checker the checkers restaurant and yeah. strippers checkers strip clubs, and it's it's every it's everything. It's so funny. It's such and it's like strip. There's so much more. You can watch the Kardashians on TV, yeah. but you can't watch strippers. There's something funny to me about stripper culture too, like just the whole DJ thing. You know, like the I went on a DJ forum the other day for radio DJs and just DJs that are talking, and this one guy was like trying to get a job at a, or no. He was really panicked. He was like, guys, I, I just got hired at a strip club. What kind of music should I play? And, then, and it was just hilarious. And these DJs going back and forth. Some were very supportive. You know, some were like, you know what? Just anything that's, you know, play like a high energy rock song and then play like a slow jam. Play a high energy rock song and then a slow jam. And then other people were like, well, it depends if it's a black club or a white club, actually. You, you don't want to be playing the wrong. And then some other guy pipes in. He's like, He's like, man, you ain't over your head, man. You look like a real douche. You know, you should know what you're doing before you take a job you can't handle. And then the guy, and then the, and then people started beating up on that guy. And then the original guy was like, I mean, it's ten dollars an hour. And he's like, this is a dream job. I'm gonna look at boobs and get paid to like play music. And he's like, he's like, truth be told, I've been to strip clubs twice. 
Once I was obliterated and I don't remember, and I was so drunk. And the second time, needless to say, I wasn't focusing on what the DJ was playing. That's funny. Well, no, because I think you know strip clubs like back east. But then I would go and I I went to strip clubs in the eighties, yeah. and it was like you always played heavy metal, and then they Pour always some sugar yeah, on me. That was me. that one, and then and then you play uh, Nazareth Love Stinks or whatever. <laughs> Love that. Really? Some like a slow song. They would do like always a slow song, and then there was some song, and I forget the band. It's like no sugar and coffee, no sugar tonight. I can't think, but I remember that was that was because like, I I would do it, but I, I can't sing yeah. songs. Like if I if you say, hey Steve, sing the song like how does uh, Yellow by Coldplay go, and I sing it, it will sound just like Green Eyes, or it will sound oh. like you know I can't do that. I have no, I'm tone deaf. Yeah, they um, and this other guy was like, he looked like the jaded type of DJ, and he was like, he was like, dude, don't even worry about it. He goes, trust me, these these chicks are gonna have you playing what they want you to play. They're going to give you a playlist. Like, play this song for me. Play that song for me. You're merely a puppet. It's yeah. so funny you think about it. It's like like the set list. Here's my stripper set list. You know, it's like rock bands. They're like, okay, what are you going to encore? How much encore yeah, like this? if you were a stripper, what would your song be? <laughs> uh, my my intro song? I don't, I don't know. I, I What I, about like Cowboy by Kid Rock? And you wear a cowboy hat and you go out, cowboy. Yeah. Because I'm a cowboy, baby. See, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't look good in a cowboy hat. I couldn't I couldn't do that. I, it's not, not yeah. a cowboy. Like. Like I would, I would sit there. I would possibly go out as the uh, construction worker from the village people. Okay. Or maybe the, uh, you know, I would maybe the cop or. I'd but what song though? Do you think you'd? Ah, uh, you know what? Bad uh, boys, bad boys. No, what you gonna you know do? What? And you'd have like the cowboy. I know. I think cop. here's what I would do. I would go out with a with a cowboy hat. Yeah. Okay. And I would sit there and play. Uh, I would for my slower song. I mm-hmm. would do "Dead or Alive" by Bon Jovi. Dead or alive. And I go like a cow. And then when I say like a cowboy on a steel horse, I ride. On a steel horse, I ride. Dead or alive. Ride. Then I throw my hat in the audience, and I'd have, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd have I'd have chaps on, and then yeah, I, yeah, I would yeah. get them, and I would, I would have a speedo with like with like you know, yeah, like you know, or I would just full of that sock that has a hole in it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and now we know what the hole's for. Okay, <laughs> exactly. exactly. So yeah, it's weird because yeah, you sit there. You know, I mean, I mean, would what, you have would like you... a little uh, little broom with the, like a horse? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would like... I would make it fun. I would sit there. I would do that, and I, I but I wouldn't have like canned beans or anything. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because you know, cowboys eat the canned beans. Oh yeah, I'm a cowboy. <laughs> <I> would... <laughs> just, start, just turn it non-sexual, or you're just like doing the scene from like <laughs> Blazing Saddles. Yeah, and I start barding. <laughs> Building a campfire. Yeah, what, what, would, what would your song be? What I don't you know, want? but somebody wants because you know I did this Mexican club in um in uh, East LA, and you know of course you know the name is Stay at Home Stripper. And I was this is back when I was doing this, this stuff about hey I'm a stay at home stripper. They call me Cinnamon Stick, you know, because I'm orange or whatever, you know. And, and I was doing all these jokes, and so this guy said that my song would be and this I, the reason I say it was a Mexican club because to them I'm really white looking, you know. Well, to everyone I'm white looking because I'm hey, you're whiter than me. Yeah, and that's exactly. White. So this guy he. Uh, he started playing this song, the DJ. He said that I would be dancing to Blinded by the Light. That's funny. Because I'm so pale. It's like, but, 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 not I, very I, sexy, though. But, no, yeah. I, don't know. I, I, think, I don't know. I don't know what your song would be. I, I don't know. It's I had a friend good. that said he was going to... This is so ridiculous. This is like 20 years ago. He was actually thinking about stripping, which is funny because he was, you know, like an older guy, you know? And uh, he's like, and he doesn't know how to dance or anything. He goes, but you know what, though, dude? I'm really good at skipping rope. He's like, I'm going to go out there and skip rope. And people probably... He'd probably make bank. And... And his song was going to be that relax, relax, go to it when you want to go relax, <laughs> jump and rope. And he goes, and then the part when the song goes, when you want to come, then you take it. like, yeah, then he goes, and I'd like, just like start whipping the rope around. Like it's like, he's it's like, he's a... <laughs> have, have you ever been booked on a show where there's strippers? Uh, yes. Jumbo's have... clown house or whatever. It's no, called. no guy strippers. Like have you ever done like a open for like a Chippendales or whatever? No. Because I, I did that once. Oh, my God. Like, well, actually, we went after the strippers. The Thunder so, from Down Under. And this was from this was back east, like in a town in, Del- in like Maryland or Delaware. Mm. And we went on stage. I went on stage. And it's after, you know, you're sitting there and they're like, hey, there's all these heavy ladies in spandex. And, yeah. and then they sit there and then they go, <laughs> okay, now here's the comedians. And you, I'm hosting it. And I go, and it's like, it was just hell because they're like. Take off your clothes, and I'm like, I don't want to take off my. I'm not taking off my clothes, and I, I was thin, yeah. I had like long hair, and I, I could have passed as a stripper, and I was like <laughs> sitting there, and and it was like, no, and the strippers were like funny, they were they were cool, but I'm just like, they all had small penises, they they're taking their pants off. I go, I thought strippers would have uh, big schlongs, yeah, and maybe it's just because the steroids made them small, but they all had small penises, and I'm like, these girls, these guys, they do stuff themselves. There's no lie. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, and on the 
on this the album I talk about that like you know because underwear models what they do is they take a slice of bread and you put the, like a slice of bread over it then you take no, a second slice is that and you, true yeah it's, and you sort of mold it and shape it and I go uh, and so then with this with this on the album on the stay at home stripper album I talk about like on uh, iTunes that's right and Amazon iTunes or Amazon and I say that uh like but you know you got to kind of match your you know you, you don't want to go crazy with it you don't want to put like three or four you know you don't want to get like a whole loaf down there <laughs> like you know like just kind of, you know, little slice of bread down there and kind of, that's what you got to do. I, and, and that's really, now how did you find that out? That's just, that's fascinating. I had a friend that told me, I don't know, like he, he's seen how comedy works. You piece this together, you put this together, and the next thing you know, you got a whole bit, you know? But no, actually, but they put bread over their Like a, sli- a slice of, for, he said like those underwear models do. Okay, so. That way, so there's still something there, but you don't really see like the outline of a, you know, penis head or anything. But I guess it's not like it's probably like Wonder Bread because like like a, a like a twelve grain bread you'd have shit. Yeah. You'd have Ezekiel. the plates dropping off. I don't like. Have you ever eaten Ezekiel? Because no, I have to watch my sodium. Ezekiel is awful. Oh, it is. No sodium bread tastes like you know. It tastes like you're eating bark that oh. feels like a sponge. It's just because here you eat it, you're like, oh my god, this is awful. It's like I don't know what it is. But you add a little salt, bread's better. It's mm. crazy. So that's what I'm saying. So now, 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 you were on Storyworthy late the other day. Yeah. Now, now, what did you talk about on that? Oh, I'm adopted, and she wants. She goes, talk about being adopted. No, no, and, no. And, how? I've, yeah. I've known you. For, I've never knew you were adopted. Have you oh, always wow. known? You know, I actually have it. Yes, I have, and I and I, I put it on the album too. Like the, I have a whole bit about being adopted and kind of my story, and you know, and it was funny because I thought, how am I going to get into this? And it's like with my style, you know, you go you know, being right. fun and happy, and like you know, like um. So on the album, I go. <laughs> If you're my birth mom, say ho, you know, mom, is that out there? And I tell, yeah, I, I knew I was, are you, you're not adopted, are you? No, no, believe me. I, I look, you know, it's funny. We have everything. The guys in our family have yeah. the, uh, the Cooper nose. It's got a little bit of bump. <clears throat> and I swear, I look at pictures. Mm-hmm. My mom and me have like the exact same smile. I mean, you look at my mom's face, That's except cool. she, she's not bald and she's not cross-eyed, but she's, <laughs> <laughs> but we have, we, we, if like, if you look at pictures, like you can tell. That I'm her son. And it's just that thing. And my father, you know, and I've noticed I am becoming my father as I get older. Like my father always, well, my father always had something called the turd under his nose. Like he'd give a look like that. And Mm. and he noticed, and he would never really smile in pictures. And Joanne always says, hey, you don't smile in pictures. Like, I am smiling. But I've noticed I just, I I do have the characteristics. I get pissed off very easily. (laughs) When I, when I drive, sometimes I don't, I I hold my hands differently. It's weird, but I've noticed that. Every now and then you catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and go, wow, I'm looking like my dad. Yeah, except he has, he always had hair. Yeah. But I am. So, so now, so what happened with you? Yeah. um, I mean, you went to look for your, your father, right? You know, you know what? I, um, yeah, I, I was really lucky. I was very lucky. Like I knew that he was around like my hometown. Um, you know, he had a personalized license plate and he drove an old car from like the forties. And so he was kind of a figure, you know, like, and it's cause it's, it's Fresno. So it's like, a, it's not like a New York city or something. And, um, like every now and then I'd hear like, Hey, I saw your dad, you know, cause he was a, you know, former biker, you know? And so he kind of had a look and, and I was like, yeah, I'm not really interested in reaching out to him yet. And, you know, I don't know what to do. And, and so, but then I, I remember, um, I, I got to an age where I was like, you know what? I got to just find him. Like, let me just, let me just reach out to him. And I, I was very lucky. I found him in the phone book. See, that's yeah. what's funny. Now that would never happen yeah. because what happens when you get yeah. the phone book? Like someone put a phone book outside my door and mm-hmm. I wanted to kick it down the steps. I'm like, who brings a freaking phone book? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, here's the internet. It's, <laughs> it's like, like, it's like there's stacks near our mailbox. I'm like, they're going to sit there forever. Cause I, I don't know anyone who has a phone book in their house. I know. Except the strong man who still rips him in half, <laughs> and he's always putting him under the lamp. Dude, what do they do now? I wonder. I I rip my negative <laughs> reviews on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> they rip their laptop. And yeah. <laughs> my so, iPad. So you found him in the in the phone book. Yeah. So did you? You went and made him. Yeah, I went. He. It's funny. He. I. He showed up at my comedy show the next day, which. Or that night, I'm sorry. That did, night. Did, did he know yeah. of your career though, or he didn't know? No, no. But I told him, you know, why I was in town and. You know, and, and so I was supposed to hang out with him the next day, and then I'm on stage, and I look down, and there's these two ZZ Top-looking dudes with beards. I'm like, what the hell? These guys don't... And right when I said that, I was like, ooh. Like, <laughs> just like you. I'm like, that's my dad, man. Yeah, I see the resemblance. and So you see you a know, resemblance, and you... A little bit, yeah. Is he a ginger also? No. No. Okay. No, but like, you know, maybe who knows when he was younger, but like, you know. Now he's gray. It's funny because, like... I I met his other sons and they're all like these guys are like six four, six five, six six. You know, he used to be 
you know, he was like, in, he was in the Hells Angels back in the sixties and, you know, um, Hunter S. Thompson. Is that yeah. Name? Thompson? Hunter, yeah. 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 He had a book called Hells Angels and like they mentioned my dad in that book and, um, it's just funny to see like these guys that are like, you know, like he used to be, you know, just like a, like a, like he was a, what do you call it? Like a, uh, not a bill collector, but a repo guy, like a repo guy, you know, biker, went to San Quentin. These guys are all, and I'm like, wow, I'd be like the runt of the litter. Like if right. I was, if I was raising that family, <laughs> hey, I'm five, ten and a half and I do impressions. You would have never eaten. <laughs> right. Exactly. Where's the pork shop? Shut up. Uh, you get the beans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So now, 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 do you are you going to incorporate this into your act with about your father now, or have you started doing that? Or uh, you know what, it's it's uh, I may one day like do it more, but I did a little bit on the album, and uh, but it's like you know, I mean, I'm what what's imp- you know, not not that it's not important, but what's important to me now is just like everyday life with like you know things that I go through now, or any, you know stuff like that is like you know what I mean? Like, do you? Well, now, now how old is your son now? Because I know when you first started coming on, your son was little. Yeah, he's he just turned eight. Okay, and I'm because yeah. you were on the show like four when I started out, like four and a half years ago. So yeah. he was like a little kid. Mm-hmm. So what's it like, you know, as you sit there and you see your kid grow, and and what's the the weird thing, not weird thing, the different thing about yeah. it, where like where your kid to someone else's kid is, you know, to mm-hmm. other people, you know, you go on Facebook and you see they have pictures mm-hmm. with their kids, and you see the kids getting older, you yeah. know. But now with your kid, it's your bits he's grown with your bits so it's it's more personal in the fact that, and he's on the back of both of my albums since but, he's been born but know? even your material yeah. it's yeah. like you know it's more of a memory like you go hey this is when uh my kid went to uh when we went to you know sea world but you're like hey you know uh this is uh i i was doing this chunk of about yeah. him yeah. crapping in his pants you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's like so what's that like and, and how does he does, does he really take a concept that you talk about him on stage <clears throat> um he I don't know about that, but I, well, I, I don't do jokes like he's crapping his pants on stage, but like, or in his pants, but like, he just says stuff that's like, God, that's so funny. Like, and I'll, I'll forget some of it until I, you know, you, you know, you have like that Facebook thing or, and it'll show you, you posted this one year ago right. or three years ago. And I'm like, oh, it's really good. You know, like he just says funny stuff. It's like, it's really cool that I, I like that I wrote jokes about him because, you know, like he's running around the living room and he had a little, he was wearing a cape. And I was like, oh, are you Superman? He's like, no, I'm I'm, I'm Superboy. He's like, I'm too young. He's like, you know who you are? And I go, oh, I'm Superman. He's like, no, you're Popeye's brother-in-law. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm like, that's okay. You know, I'm like, that's not even DC or Marvel. Like, and that's not, I didn't even know Popeye had a brother-in-law. I didn't either. <laughs> I showed him Popeye cartoons a couple of days before, trying to get him to eat spinach. You know, hey, you gotta eat, look what Popeye does. He's got muscles. And so I think that's where it came from. But it's just like stuff like that. Like, who... You know what I mean? Now, now, how does your crowd react? Because your crowd has seen a somewhat of a metamorphosis, you know. Because in yeah. the beginning, you were the party starter, and still am. And, yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, but yeah. I mean, it's like, but now it's like yeah. when they hear when you know, it's like anything. It's yeah. uh, when a crowd goes like when you go see a rock and roll band, and you go and like there's only one of the original members. Like I used to do a joke. Mm. I said, you know, I went to see Kansas. It was only one of the only one of the only one of the original members. I mm. said, this is this is only part of Kansas. It should be called Wichita because <laughs> it's just the thing. But now for you, or if a, if someone hasn't seen you in a few years and they remember. You know, now how do they react to you after the show? Do they sit there and talk to you and go, "Well, we know we're, we're glad you did the family stuff," because it must be a, a you know a reaction. Because it's like anything, if you want to sit there, if you go see a band and you expect to hear their greatest hits and they play new stuff, you're you don't know how to handle it sometimes. I mean, have you had well, people I, come and say to you, "Wait a second, I think you- during the metamorphosis, like the last you know like four, like there was a three or four year maybe like we're probably talking. From like 2008 to 2013, somewhere in there, like that's where I was like, I need to, you know, because you need to grow, man. And I remember doing a show in Modesto because I used to do a lot of stuff about growing up in a Latino neighborhood, and that's kind of what got me, you know. I did a lot of that stuff on TV, and you know, my whole. So I know what you're saying, and um, but it, I remember like I would be in Modesto and after a theater show, and this cholo guy comes up to me, this you know Latino gangster, he goes. Hey man, you did. You need to do more gang jokes, cause that's what he knew me of, you know. But, and I realized, like, you know, I heard, I heard what he was saying, but I, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I know, I in my mind, I'm like, I don't need to do more gang jokes, you know, like that's, you know, I don't need to do that. It's like that. That was a funny bit. It's on my, my I put it on my new album, you know. 
It's called Gangland. Gangland. We're not because, and I know what what it is. Here's what it is. The surface way to say do more gang jokes because that made me laugh when you did the characters. Now I can still do those characters. I just put those characters in different situations. You know. Okay. So if you saw me, you know, if if you know my earlier work, then you're gonna know. Hey, I I talk about growing up in a Latino neighborhood, and they're like, Hey, what's up, Rooster? Ah, ah, Do my homework, puto. I know you hear me. So to them, that's fun. People, that's funny. Like hearing that those stories. Well, I can take those same stories, I mean, I'm, those same characters, and put them in different situations. You know, like, when I, like on the new album, I talk about flying my kite near Glendale up in this little park uh, north of Glendale. And it was funny. We bought a kite, and I'm trying to fly the kite with my son. And there's some guy, I don't know where he came from. He was, like, behind the bushes. <laughs> and he was like, hey, can I fly it? Can I try it? And it was weird because, you know, like... Uh, no, you know, how do you say no to someone that wants to help, you know, fly your kite? Like, right, no, it's, it's, you know, like, it's not like, like they want to take a bite of your sandwich. Yeah, they just want to fly a kite. Hey, can I borrow a cigarette? Oh, I don't have any. Do you have spare change? I'm all out. But it's like he sees me flying the kite. So I tell that story, and then I become the character where I'm like, whoa. And then I start looking at this guy. He looked a little crazy. He had the tattoos. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, like, like getting carjacked. I go, I'm gonna get kite jacked. Hey, puto, give me your kite. You know, whatever. So I do the character there. So, so for people that like that kind of stuff, like. I'm still able to put it out there. I just, you know, I'm, I, I want to make it relevant to today. I don't want to keep going back to like, you know, hey, I met Snoop Dogg and wow, or hey, I grew up in, you know, this is, here's some stories from the 80s. It's like, no, I can do them contemporary, you know. Even at the boxing gym, this guy um, was asking me. It was hilarious. He was like being honest, but he wasn't totally insulting me, but it was hilarious because he was being totally honest. He was like, hey, where did you get your boxing gloves and I go, he goes, let me guess, Big Five? Because they all go to these specialty stores. I, right. go, oh. I go, no, actually, I went to the mall. I got to the Sports Chalet. Dude, it could, you might as well get him at Toys R Us, bro. <laughs> he's like, he's like, telling me all this stuff. He's like, he's like, those aren't going to last, bro. I mean, maybe for you, but he's just being honest. He wasn't trying to hurt my feelings. He's being, he goes, maybe for you, you know, but for me, like, dude, my hooks, because right now your hooks don't have any power, bro. You don't have any power. <laughs> It's like they're made. You need to get that are made of leather. Like mine, those those would last for me maybe like two months. For you, you'll be good for a good while, bro. <laughs> it's funny, yeah, but it's funny because you go. And the funny when you go into the boxing thing, it is a whole different culture. Yeah, and, and and the thing also is, it's like anything. It's there's there's the people that are <laughs> box, but there's also there's posers. Like there's people who have been. It's like comics. Yeah, yeah. Like the comic who's been hitting the mic for seven mm-hmm. years and he still just sucks. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. the boxers. I'm sure yeah. there's guys that they oh, sit yeah. there and go. They come in with the most expensive gloves and like the silk. Oh yeah, shorts they got the shoes and and, 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 and you see them and they're like trying to hit the speed bag and it's hitting them in the face. You know, like they hit the heavy bag and it doesn't move. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you see that stuff, dude. Everything you're saying is true because what you just said it doesn't move. So I was reading this book on on amateurs, and it said amateur mistakes they do is they try to they try to like make the bag swing super hard, they, and they were like that's not good that's not good technique. When your 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 punches are supposed to snap, so it's like snap, snap, snap. When it's swinging a lot, they go, "That's a sign of a of a beginner or someone who's fatigued," because then they're just like pushing it more than. I'm like, wow. So you know what I mean? We walk in, we could have all the clothes on and everything, and you know, a good boxer is gonna know right away that we're posers. Well, now what is like the workout like? Like you said, you're going to the workout, so you go in. <laughs> Wait, can I tell you one more thing that the guy said that was funny? When, when I did that sparring thing, I'll tell you what the workout was like. But because that guy saw me that day, that I forgot that he witnessed it, like the day that I got in the ring. And I go, okay. And I said something. I go, you know, it was weird. I go, it's weird to like punch another person. Because <laughs> cause it's weird. It's weird. I don't know. Right. I go, it's weird. I go, most of the punches were blocked, but I got a couple that were in. He goes, not even, bro. Not even, dude. You were like 10 inches away. I go, no, I did. I, I got a couple. I got at least one in. I go, I knew I got one in. And it was weird. And he goes, dude, he goes, your, your style, like right now, you were fighting as if to say, hey, I'm new at this. Don't hurt me. <laughs> at least he's honest he you goes know? you were like and the more tired you got the more you're like hey have mercy i'm a beginner i'm an amateur i was like yeah it's true but no but you are though they have to understand that it's like anything. no he does they do but so now wait, what do you do when you go in like because you only spar once you go in and like you just do you <laughs> jump rope i mean what do you just shadow box i mean what what is it like like if i was go to a boxing gym and yeah. not want to box yeah and just sit there i mean you, you just 
do like sit-ups? Do you do the one-arm push-ups like Rocky? Or is there a guy yelling well, at also you? Also, it's like when I first started going, it was like I'd go during the crowded time, which is really weird because everyone's hitting bags and like they're they're not just standing there punching it. They're like punching and they're moving left, moving right, punching. So you're, part of you is like, I'm, I don't want to get hit by some random fist. So you're like right. sort of like like just walking around like a scared sheep, like meh, meh, you know, and like it's just it's a weird feeling when you first go in there. Um, by the way, these places are super. I mean, maybe they're all different, but you wouldn't think that they're that positive, but they're very positive, man. It's like really weird. Like that's not what I thought. Oh, these guys. Well, what did you, th- you think it would be? I thought it was going to be like people just want to beat you, beat you up. Yeah, like tough guy kind of mentality, and there was a little bit of that. But a lot of these guys are skilled, and they already know what they can do, and they're not even interested in like. You know what I mean? Like, well, they probably don't. They don't want to. I mean, you think know. about being a pro comic. Like you're like being a really good comic. You're not going to go down to an open mic and start shit-talking amateurs. It's right. Like, but like, I think also, be, yeah, it's the thing. It's like, you know. I mean, there might be a couple of douches that would do that. But for overall, why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, it's just the thing. Or try to out funny. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you can't yeah. go in and, and I mean, if you're if you're a professional, like, if you're good and you know what you're doing, you can't beat someone up because that's like like beating up the, the guy with glasses. You know, yeah. it's like everyone be like, what are you doing? Like, you're good. He's just coming. Unless, of course, the guy who's new has got a big mouth. Like, oh, yeah, I can kick everyone's ass. Then, you know, you help him get his and you know knocked what out. Some guys do, you know, how you just said about getting the whole clothes and everything. Some guys will, like, just, just get really good on the speed bag so they can, like, you know. Look impressive with um, And I told that guy, hey, I think I'm going to get good just at the speed bag. He's like, dude, that's like. Being good at juggling it has nothing to do with it, bro. It's like <laughs> juggling the yeah. speed bag. It's classic. Yeah, it's just oh, I got good eye eye hand coordination. Look what I can do. <laughs> now, is there all different size guys, or like pretty much the same? Like, is there heavyweights, oh heavyweights, lightweights? lightweights? It's like you know, yeah. And, and then and then you got guys that come in like because I come in uh, when it gets a little slower sometimes. And then you got these guys that are like, you know, that's when the <laughs> you see more white guys come in, but they're like these like like martial art type dudes like like little short like bald guys are like just stacked and like you know a lot of them are look like they're in their like 40s maybe maybe 52 and those guys are like be like throwing like kicks and like they're, they're more in like tie boxing and like but see for it's me weird. there's like a whole other culture like but see like, for oh. me i understand the cultures one guy goes in there with a mask no like a, no a mask like a where it's hard to breathe, so it kind of like makes him harder to breathe, so he can really train. He's on the bike, like hard to breathe, and that way when you take it off, your lungs. I I, don't... I, I hate those idiots with masks. Like like I'm in Ralph's, and a person's walking around with a mask. I'm like, you know what? Just just get out. You know, just kind of want. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. as like the the, the little uh, Filipino ladies that walk around with the umbrellas. Yeah. And and the thing is, they they're black, and I'm like, yeah. a black umbrella draws more sun than your head would. But that's what the Filipinos were. They just walk down the street. I don't want to get any darker. It's not, but it's like, I'm like, you're playing, yeah, but it's like the mask, but I can imagine, but for me, it's like, if if you're going to go to a boxing club, box, I don't want to see kickboxing. It's something that should be segregated. There should be a boxing club. I'm sure MMA guys don't come into the boxing club. They hang at their MMA places. I don't want the kickboxing guys because it's completely different. Go to the kickboxing place. You know, boxing is that you can't kickbox a speed bag. What do you you mean? (laughs) I I don't know. It's just irritating. So, so you're. No, but you skip. They say to warm up, you got to skip rope. You know what? I read this cliche. They said it was a cliche, but it was new to me. And there's so many analogies between this and boxing and like comedy, you know, or I'm sure other things too, but especially with comedy. Um, it said, um, fights are won in the gym, not in the boxing ring. Well, it's, I guess, because, you know, you, you get trained for, yeah. you know, this is, well, you said it goes back to what Tyson's trainer said that, you know, you, you don't, you can't beat yourself. So I, I guess that's what he's saying. Yeah. So no, it's true. It's like, think about this. Like when you're on stage and you're killing, it's like, you know, it's because you did a lot of work beforehand. You know what I mean? Like you're doing these podcasts, you're you're constantly working your brain for these stories, this thing, these little things, these little nuggets that could be a bit, maybe it won't be a bit, whatever. But you're working, working, working. So when you hit the stage, you're like, you know. Well, it's like it's like the interview process. You know, you interview enough, you you learn. It's like for me, I come in for an interview. It's like you know, I know you, so we just talk differently. But yeah. if I have an actor, especially a, a big actor that I, I'm like, oh wow, you know, I've seen this person on TV. You know, like when Gregory Harrison came out, I'm like, it's Trapper John, or when Robbie Benson, I'm like, oh my god, it's Robbie Benson. Yeah. You, what you do is you have to How do prepare. You, can I ask because uh, I love when podcasts kind of pull the curtain back a little bit and like, how do they do that? Like when you, how do you, how do you book? someone like Robbie Benson or, or somebody like Trapper John. Like, how does that happen? I sent him a message on Facebook. Wow. I said, hey, I host the show. Here who's been, here's who's been on it. And, and you can send a message to pretty much anybody? And then... Well, some people don't. Some people don't have Facebook accounts. 
Twitter, you don't get a big return. It's a very small return on investment. Mm. Like you get some. I've gotten Reed Diamond and a few other people off Twitter. But it's hard because you got to follow each other to direct message. And them. you got yeah, and you got to sit there and instead of saying like if I go here's what I do on Facebook and I have all the guests I've been on, I don't put. I mean, I mm-hmm. put a lot of them, and I look at their friends and if their friends are yeah. friends of mine who've been or my guests, I yeah. put them in the guests I've been on. Oh. And then they, and okay, well, they, and then they'll say, hey, you know, let's say it's uh, John L's got me Willie Garson. Hey, yeah, John, uh, Willie, yeah, go to Cooper's show. You know, they, they'll, they'll say that. But with Twitter, you can't because you can't, you can only put a few names mm-hmm. and you got to sit there and go, well, wait a second. So it's just a process. And, you know, a lot of times people don't get back to you. And a lot of times they do. And then you sit there and I, I give them like every six months, I'll reset it. I'll be like, you know what? I haven't said this person. Some of them, like, I got a guest a while ago. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, it was a soup Nazi. He was supposed to be on and he had to cancel. This was like, a year and a half ago. And then he was at a 4th of July party I was at. And I said, hey, you're supposed to do my show. We talked. And I booked him. And I looked and I said, well, I haven't, you know, some people I look at, I haven't sent him a message for a year and a half or two years. Mm. And I'm at the point now that if someone doesn't want to get back to me, that's fine. I don't care. I'm not going to worry about it. I guess it helps that you're, um, I guess that, that is a plus to being at a, at a nice place like this. You know, yeah, cause... some people come in, they go, oh, well, this is nice. And, and also, because I'm played on ND100.com, which are yeah. the people here, but I'm also played on six other internet radio stations, yeah. one out of DC, one on WSDI in Chicago, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's legit. And if they get, if they sit there and they, they can go to my website and say, wow, and then they listen. And when they listen, they get hooked because mm-hmm. people, you know, they, they, because we just talk. Because I know like thing. Mark Marin does his like out of his garage right. or, you know. And it's, it's like, it's like anything, but Mark Marin can do it out of his garage because, yeah. You know, I think for him is though he's always been known. I'm not a known person, so I get people. And I just, I think I just, I hit you up at uh, Flappers when I first started. Yeah. And I said, yeah, why don't you come do my show? And the big plus was like, for me, it was location. It was in Burbank. I was like, perfect, I'll be there. Yeah, because it's Burbank and it's close. And yeah, because now- some of them are far. Like you mentioned, Storyworthy, and it was like, I what made me want it? Because I'll tell you what, from my perspective, when someone asks me to do something, I go, I like to know where it's located. <laughs> like, oh yeah. That's important. You know, yeah, because if it's like come down to Skid Row Studios, and I'm like, eh, that's cool. I don't want to do it. You know, no, hers story where it looked kind of like this, like a nice, it looked like a well produced like NPR type show, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. Now the the, the studio was down by LAX. I've been here three. I've been on three times. That was a big minus. Where I'm like, oh yeah, because you drive. But the good thing is they pay yeah. for your parking, and and when and it's it's easy to park. But the bad thing yeah. is. When you get off the exit, it's sort of confusing how you get in there. Yeah. Because I missed it. I'm like, wait a second. It says make a right and then make a right. I'm like, what? Yeah. And I drove around and I parked at a hotel down the street. Cause <laughs> I, was, I was like the only thing that I could pull in a yeah. park. And I'm calling and she didn't pick up. And I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? Yeah, I parked in the wrong place too. And then, like, and then, my GPS took me in the wrong place. Yeah, because you, you turn and, yeah. and then you make this quick right. And there's right. cars all behind you. Like, oh, yeah. you're like, ah. Yeah. And, and, and you sit there and you shouldn't make that quick right. You should, just, you should make a quick right. But with your GPS, you're, you're like, you're right, like And it. then the lights, green arrow, you're like, I guess I got to turn left. and. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad I did that show. Like, there's some shows that, but like, I will go far. You know, like, I'll, basically, if you guys are listening around the country, just so we don't sound like snobs, here's what we're saying: you're basically going to take an, at least an hour and fifteen, at least traffic to get somewhere to go fifteen miles to do a sh- yes to do fifteen miles because you're it stop goes. That's not like an open highway. Listen to that Tom Petty song. No, you're going to be like going like ten miles an hour. Stop go. Stop go. An eight track tape. I'll be like yes, yes. But no, I, I and then when you get out, it's gonna be more traffic, and you're like, this is just, ugh. Yeah, you know. it's not big stuff. That's like me. It's like, yeah, you have to, you have to know where you want to go. It's like I, someone says, hey, come to the show. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a Friday night. It's a Santa Monica. How many of these shows do you tape like a day? I tape three every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, that's cool. I do three, I go ten. I record at ten thirty, noon, and one. No, do you ever get like a celebrity like that, and you're and you you kind of run out of things to talk about or do these guys usually talk pretty good? I have, I have all their, I have all their career up and I just, I, I wonder know, if they're sick of tired of it. Cause I know I get, sometimes I'll go to a station that doesn't know me and they'll just ask me the same stuff. No, I, so I mix it up. But at least I'm a comedian so I can like, and I just, I mix it up and yeah. I, I know what I'm not going to have. Anyway, talking about that, we got to wrap it up. Okay. So you got to give all your info. Oh, uh, please follow me. I'm on Instagram official Darren Carter. Let me know you heard me on the show. Uh, also Twitter at Darren Carter. And I have a, a, a fan page on Facebook. And Thank how about you. your, your website? DarrenCarter.com. And then your albums? iTunes, Amazon, Shady Side, That Ginger's Crazy, and the new one is called Stay at Home Stripper. So go buy his go buy his CDs. I call them albums. Go buy his CDs or tracks or however you buy music now. I don't I don't buy that. I don't buy this stuff. I just go to YouTube 
and listen to music. Cause I have tons of CDs I never play, but you should get them because it's it's good. Because the kids don't even know what CDs are; they don't even know what alarm clocks are anymore. <laughs> so it's just so yeah. So follow him, people. Follow me at Cooper Talk. That's at Cooper Talk. I tweet a lot, and you know what? Whenever there's a whenever there's a debate going on, I really tweet a lot, and I just do some live tweeting, and I zing people. Uh, go to my website, CooperTalk.net. I have over 435 episodes up there. And if you want to find one actor, if you said heard he was on my show, just go to Google and type in their name. Let's say you want to hear Jim Beaver. Just do Jim Beaver, Cooper Talk, and it usually pops up. You can go straight to that nice. episode. And uh, also go to uh, uh, email me, Cooper, CooperTalk.net, and uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Cooper Talk, uh, the Google Play Store, uh, the Cooper Talk app. You can get that. It's free. And my other website, StopTheSalt.com. It's my low-sodium cookbook. You can buy that for $10 plus shipping. Uh, you can go to Barnes & Noble or you can go to Amazon and you same price. So why don't I get it at StopTheSalt.com? I make more money and I sign it for you. So there we go. We all win and it'll get you healthy. And, you know, you got to be healthy, especially these days because we're all getting older and don't eat a Chipotle else you might get E. coli. So anyway, follow Darren at Darren Carter. <laughs> go to the website, DarrenCarter.com. Follow me at Cooper Talk. And remember, I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guests. Don't forget, drink your water, eat your vegetables, Take your vitamins. I will talk to you next week.